Good morning. It's Can Day 4. Don't you feel like we've been here, like, a year already? I mean, it's only day four. What's going on? It's only day three for me. I feel <laughs> so tired. I mean, yesterday, one of the first things someone said to me was, you look really tired. I feel like I've doubled that today. How rude of them. Yeah, I know. Who is this person? How, who, where you can know I punch who in it the, is. Who, who I can punch in the face. Who Just, is this person? I think very socially awkward, not knowing the, the correct ways to... To talk to a lady first thing in the morning. Mm, must be single for life. Is that, is this person. <laughs> I don't know. Those? Maybe. <laughs> oh, bless. bless. Um, so this is. It's day four. It's it's like eight o'clock in the morning. We've kind of been here since maybe ten minutes ago. And yeah. Um, what happened today? We just. We sailed on through. It feels like they opened it up earlier. So I feel like yesterday it wasn't even open for a while. True. And then it took ages to get through. Maybe everyone partied last night and don't feel like getting up this morning. Yes. Yeah. I have a feeling that everybody did go out last Cause night. Because there was no line. Did you notice that when you on, on your walk home, it was packed with people? Everybody yes. felt like they were out last everybody night. Everybody was out and about. And this morning, walking down, there was no one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just us suckers. Definitely. <laughs> Here for, for you know day four, more and more competition films. and. Yeah. Uh, you've got eight more days of this. <laughs> no, don't remind me, please. I'm dying here. I think, like, of all of us, Irania is, is, is probably the hardest working of the group. I combined. Mean, combined, yes. yeah. I think, I think she's, oh, doing, yeah. She's, she's doing more work than, yeah. than all of us. Yeah. Probably in this whole section. <laughs> yeah, I write, like, two, three articles a day. I don't and know And I how do, you do a, like, a one image gallery a day so, so and let, let's say yesterday so how, what did you do like how many interviews did you do how many films did you watch I watched only two movies yeah because the, because I had interviews and I had to attend the press conferences yeah and then I had to write about the press conference and I had to write the interview oh, and, then, and, <laughs> and then I had to party so <laughs> two things Vanessa Redgrave almost made you cry yes what happened because I asked her if the all the refugees crisis and, and how does she feel about it if she was still hope, hopeful or yeah. if she was hopeless and she started to tell me that because she had lost members of his fam- of her family that she thinks that she's entitled to feel um Dogmatic, dogmatic yeah. about it. So yeah. that I mean, she's not gonna lose hope, but hope is not the solution. Right. So then she was. It was so intense, so beautiful, so emotional, and I almost cried. Isn't that funny? Like when you're in a group situation and yes. and somebody says something so powerful that you want to yeah. react, but you can't because you you're can't. among your peers and yes. they might laugh at you. Yes, probably. Including the including uh, the, the Vanessa. Including Vanessa, yes. Uh-huh. But it was beautiful, yeah. Uh, but then you went beautiful. to a party last night. Went to the Netflix party. Yes. What's up? Okja. Okja. Yeah. We Tilda was there. Tilda was there. Tilda was there. Jake was there. Jake was there. Juan Carlos Esposito was there. I don't know him. Pollos Hermanos. Breaking Bad. Oh. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, how do you pronounce his name? Juan Carlos Esposito. I'm like Giancarlo Esposito. Wow. Yes, the difference no. between a Spanish <laughs> yes. and, and a non... The food was great. Yes. The champagne was 
awesome. Wow. Yes. And because of that, you are determined to go to the, the real Netflix party. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. That's on Sunday. Oh, we don't have to say yeah, it. Yeah, that, that is on a day, <laughs> yes. on one evening. Yes. What's, what's in a villa. In a villa. Yes. Oh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Do you think you're going to get in? I'm trying. Yeah. Let's try. Yeah. Let's try. Yeah. Uh, you had a good time at the Netflix party, Ward. It, it wasn't that we were like hopping on the dance floor kind of uh, fun, but it was just very uh, beautiful garden area, very cozy, uh, very good champagne, which always helps to lift our spirits. Um, and then a nice time when we chatted and we ate and we helped the poor waitress who uh, was you know, she was gonna. She, she was, was gonna, gonna die. I, I was gonna say she was gonna die, and we <laughs> saved her life. But <laughs> she, she was like coughing and choking, and she turned all red. And we got her a glass of water. I mean, come on, that secures my place in heaven. No, no. She. It'll be on your epitaph. He got her water. I mean, really, that is all we need. You know, I, I, good morning. How you doing? Uh, uh, I also took over her tray. And put it away so she had some, you know, she didn't have to die while holding. So you could, have, you could have turned into staff all of a sudden. I mean, you went from, like, guest to staff within yeah. Yeah. hero. Sorry, yeah. guest hero staff in, like, matter of seconds. And they would have believed that I was the staff because I was so underdressed for this party. <laughs> I showed up in my stupid pink shirt with the boats. Everybody else was in black tie. I, I, I have a beef with you because you're like, come to the party. And I went to the screening with Alicia, you yes. know, and, and she went home uh, like, a, like a very good person. And, and I'm like, oh, I'll go to this thing. I walk into this party and everybody's in freaking black tie. I mean, Tilda Swinton's wearing this beautiful gown and she's like, and I'm in my freaking jeans and like a t-shirt from Uniqlo like what the oh sorry jacket from Forever 21 and I'm like I'm really representing like low end children's labor right here you know and I'm just like what the hell thank you Ward thank you for that wonderful 15 minutes where I was like alone and you weren't even there yeah but, but the thing about it is though why were we even invited that's the big the big question mark because everybody else was obviously guests yeah. uh, of, of, like guests of the premiere who, who were invited by Netflix to the official premiere and who walked the red carpet and all of that everybody save for the like the four of us yeah. and, and why no one told us about the dress code no <laughs> I think it, maybe they wanted to laugh at us I don't know we were the oh, yeah. were, were we the entertainment were we the monkeys maybe I don't mind I don't mind being Netflix's yeah. monkeys I'm sorry if we get to go to champagne the no. was good yeah, no. exactly yeah, yeah. and we drank a lot yes. so there we go all right, so we've got another day of films. Uh, how many movies do you have today? I'm not sure. Three, four. Okay. I'm going to try four. Lord, how many movies do you have today? I think three. This French movie that we're seeing right now, 100 yeah. heartbeats 20, per minute. 120 beats per minute. 120 beats per minute. Then Promised Land, which is a documentary with music in it that takes place in a, a, a Rolls Royce <laughs> that's driving around the United States. And then I'm, I'm watching an inconvenient sequel tonight. Oh. Uh, the sequel to An Inconvenient Truth, the Al Gore documentary. sounds like a good day. Yes. Yeah. And some time in between to, like, seriously nap. Yeah. Because after the amazing champagne at Netflix. Are you hungover right now? I'm not really hungover, but then I got lost in the internet in my bed. Yeah. No, yeah. You know. <laughs> and And... So I promised myself to sleep at midnight, but I, of course, 
I was only able by one, and then I slept by three or something. So well, let's hope. Let's hope this film is going to be. Actually, the buzz around this film is very, very strong. So I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for chiming in, Alicia. All right. Well, um, yeah. This is the beginning of day four. One day, this podcast will be heard. Bye. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so, <laughs> I I day four of can, and it's beaten me. How the hell did that happen? It it's always like that though, isn't it? Can is this weird bubble that we live in. Yeah. And you just throw yourself into it, and the first couple of days are pretty hectic anyway. Yeah. And you want to combine so many movie watching with so many interview planning with so many reconnecting with people that you haven't seen for a year with so many, well, in my case, champagne drinking. Yes. <laughs> because you want to cram those... The, every, and so I kept saying to people... I, 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 I found myself uh, saying to people over and over again, it feels like I've been here for weeks or something Yeah. already. Whereas it's... We're not even, you know... We're not even halfway. Half now, so. yeah. But it, it's, it's, it's this weird thing. It's this very weird thing. And then um, by Monday, Tuesday, right after the weekend, it's going to feel like really long. Yeah. And then the last couple of days, then just speed by, and then all of a sudden it's over, and then I'm sad about it. I'm like, oh, exactly. Shit. Yeah. So it's that. And it, it for me, in any, in any case, it brings on a bit of the fatigue. Yes. Yes. So, so both you and I seem to have been broken. Uh, yeah. But I mean, there's there's movies to, tonight which I still might go check out. But for sure, I've decided to take a bit of a breather. Yes. Um, I I've seen two movies today, and so have you. Yes. And you're gonna go see the third. Uh, what do, uh, so so this morning we saw 120 beats per minute, which is really interesting. I I quite enjoyed it, and actually, you know, I talked to um, our friend Alicia, mm-hmm. um, who sat next to me, and and you know, I did notice that she was kind of. Um, moving around a lot more than usual, and and I, I could sense that she wasn't that big of a fan mm-hmm. of this movie, and um, and then but then next to me on the other side was our roommate Irena, and she she was very emotional, mm-hmm. and so I was getting two very interesting kind of perspectives. Mm-hmm. I loved the film mm-hmm. um, because it felt like a, a period of even though I wasn't. How do I say this? I was old enough, but still a little bit young in, in, during this era. Um, and and there's a there's a moment in this. I don't know if you you, you were around for this, but there was that moment where the lead um, says that the first time he ever saw a gay man uh, kind of shown in a magazine, mm-hmm. it was a before and after scenario. And so he exactly. was he was a healthy man, and then he was not a healthy man. He was actually dying. Of AIDS, and yeah. so his that will first, scare you to yeah. stay in the closet, right? Yeah, and, and it was his first impression of yeah. ever seeing a gay man in in a public arena. And I actually remember when I was a kid, um, the first time I ever saw a gay man in a magazine, openly gay, was also in the, in the same kind of sentence as an AIDS epidemic storyline. Mm-hmm. It was in People magazine, mm-hmm. and I remember flipping through, like going through, you know, the the, the magazine, and I saw this article about this, like this gay virus, you know, and, and, and growing up, I mean, you know, I was still in the closet obviously Mm -hmm. at the time. And so my first impression was that if I ever came out, I will die, you know, Mm -hmm. and whether I knew, whether I admitted to it or not, this was 
a, a reality now for me. And so, mm-hmm. so it scared me very much into the way I maybe interact with other gay men. And it just kind of um, set the tone for how my adult gay experience was going to be like. Mm-hmm. Though I never went political, I didn't join ACT UP, I mm-hmm. didn't do all that kind of stuff, but it existed for me and I understood what it meant. So when I saw this movie, it kind of brought me back to this era um, that I was at kind of at the tail end of. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it, it felt very personal, yes. but not but not like... You know what I mean? It, it was it was personal, but yet I was still learning stuff about mm-hmm. it, and especially the fact that this was set in Paris. So 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 it's a totally different perspective of mm-hmm. the AIDS uh, crisis uh, in a different country, but yet it was very similar to what was going on in the United States. I mean, we're kind of the same age, so I'm yes, just wondering, I'm wondering what it was for, what it was like for you to kind of. See I think I have moment. memories of, uh, like that as well, because it, I mean, and especially also you know in my very bourgeois household, it was always going to be really tough for yeah. me to really be myself. Yeah. And that indeed turned out to be the case with my parents. But that aside, indeed, in the 1980s, yeah. the, the the whole horrible psychological thing about it is like, is, you, you would really think like, I'm going to be punished with maybe even death yeah. for being who I am. Yeah. And so, it, I mean looking back on it now and saying it like that, that's horrible for a teenager, of course. Absolutely. To, to be in that headspace about... You. It, it's not very easy, and, and, and it was an earlier era, and there was no internet, so we didn't have, like, shining examples. Still, things were very much more conservative right. in Belgium, where I'm from. So, so it was an uphill battle anyway, and then the AIDS crisis started, and, you know, a lot of narrow-minded people, and there were many of those back home, indeed talked about AIDS like, you know, the gay cancer, the, the, the yeah. thing that, that that came around to punish all those, you know... That, sinners. That, that, yeah, yeah these the sinners, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, with their deviant sexual behavior. And so, so yeah, indeed. So I, I do have flashes of my... Not a specific thing like you had with the People magazine story, but Rock Hudson, for instance. Yeah, oh yeah that yeah. was the first... Time I yes. you saw images of, of a celebrity, like a yeah. famous person that was... And he was frail and sick, yeah. And, yeah. and it was a big hullabaloo, and, and I felt no sympathy for his, um, you know, you know his plight and his death from, for instance, my parents. Right. They just watched it, and were like, mm, see, see what happens? So it's a little bit like that, so it, it's it's pretty it's pretty horrible. There, there is, you know, it's... it's I, I spent... I had a dinner once with... I love how we're talking about other things other than the film. Yes. We'll get back to the yes. film. But there is there was a moment I recently, maybe about last year, I spent time with um uh, uh an older gay man in his in his I would say mid fifties. Mm-hmm. And um we had dinner on the Upper West Side and he turned around and he goes, Oh, this neighborhood used to be filled with this is a very gay neighborhood back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I said, Oh, really? Because it seems so gentrified and, and kind of filled with families and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what whatever, where did everybody go? And just in my naivete, I just kind of like threw that sentence out there. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Well, they all died. And and it just I, I felt like such an idiot, mm-hmm. you know, like just really kind of ignorant idiot. And and immediately you know, was reminded that if you if we were ten years older, mm. either we will not be around anymore, or we would have lost a, a lot of friends. A, yeah. a, a huge percentage. It's not mm. even a lot. It would be like eighty percent of your your mates were gone. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
and because of that, due to ignorance, due to the fact that maybe we, know, we at the time we didn't get that information, and, and just then lack of medicines and 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 government kind of help and stuff, which then brings us back to a movie like this, which was deep in this moment, an era of people just so desperate to survive, and nothing around them was trying to help them. No, no, no. Figure it out. You know, the government was never going to say those words. The the society. The society yeah. isn't going to help. The The medical industry were doing nothing. to. They might have had the cure already, but they were just for whatever reason, they just didn't feel that mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. financially like viable enough to kind of be... Some, so I understand the anger and the kind of like urgency of that era, which is totally showcased in this film, mm-hmm. which to some can be very repetitive and clinical, but to me was just a, a real reminder that... That there were people who were fighting the fight because they every their lives, single day every yeah, single yeah, day yeah. because their lives literally yeah. w- were like relied on it yeah and and that was really showcased in this movie and I, absolutely really- and some of those scenes for some people apparently felt a bit repetitive because yeah. there was a lot of scenes of them talking amongst themselves what yeah. they were going to do yeah what what kind of action they were going to take and it was all in the same auditorium yeah. in a, some kind of college uh, uh, building I guess. Um, but for me, the word that was like the film is just thorough, yeah, and the repetitiveness had a point because yes. that they knew it and, and and medicines will come and all these people will happily have, will live happily ever after. In you know, on the contrary, a lot of those characters that we got to know in the film probably didn't make, make it, it yeah. number, uh, the next couple of years. So it, it, I, it was really well acted by a pretty young yeah. cast, and 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 you know they they. Acted their their asses, asses off. Yeah. off. Wow, it, yeah, it, it, and it felt super nat- super natural, not supernatural, but like you know, it felt really natural the way the way yes. they kind of played off of each other. And, and it wasn't showy, no, like uh, acting, but 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 they, I mean, they had long scenes, long yeah. long dialogues, and yeah. and it all felt really heartfelt. So so yeah, I. I strongly I recommend this movie. I think yes. I think it is a reminder of our four our four LGBT fathers and sisters to kind of you know who mothers yes. mothers and fathers uh, who really really fought the fight for a lot of us. I feel that it's really different and and I don't want to use the word European and talking cliche differences yeah. between European and American cinema. But when you've got things like the normal heart, yeah, yeah we don't about the early days, but but it's you know Julia Roberts and, yeah. and so Hall or Angels in America, and then it's Al Pacino and Meryl Streep, and right. and, and and you're watching stars. movie yeah. stars yeah, exactly. dying glamorously almost. <laughs> this is just you know almost in some some cases documentary style, yeah, and and and, and that's really well done. It's long, but it's for me it was very. Touching, it not was, in a sentimental way, but in the right way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then flip side, we there was a there was a doc that both you and I um, <laughs> probably were not as huge fans about, um, or, or uh, even really present for yeah. while we were watching. Yeah, it. Um, <laughs> it was such a good napping opportunity. Oh my yeah. god! Well, I, I was interested in it beforehand to talk about what it what it. Pro- Promise Land. Promise Land uh, retraces. The life of Elvis Presley in all of the cities around the United States, not the, the, the towns that he kind of existed in. So mm-hmm. he grew up in Tupelo, Mississippi, and then and then went to Memphis, and then you know it's like just so so, so using that kind of um, 
American heartland journey of, of Elvis Presley all the way up into his final death to Vegas, uh, the filmmaker also drove around in his yes. Rolls Royce, which he purchased at the you know like that he was really proud of, and just kind of drove through this America and, and tried to see what this America is like now, mm-hmm. you know, and would somebody like an Elvis Presley be able to succeed or kind of exist in this in this America and find his American, his or her American dream? And what was the answer to that? Because I, again, the, I the answer is probably not, you know, because yeah. because you know the way the way as we know America is just it's not it's not made for this kind of success stories anymore, you know, and 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 the working class. Um, just don't have the opportunities to be able to to make it, yeah. Because the the country is working against them. You know, mm-hmm. no matter how hard you work, you just end up being more and more in debt. Yes, and you know, just and so so it's quite it's quite um, uh, sad to watch. You know, but at the same time, it's set up against this you know this election year during where Trump en- ends up winning and and also. Uh, there's music set to it too, and there's mm-hmm. all these bands that are kind of or acts that are kind of famous to the local scene, and then they perform and they talk about uh, um, in the car sometimes right? in the car, yeah, and yeah. yeah. So there's a lot going on. Unfortunately, uh, no. I, yeah, not not for not for me, you know. And and it felt a little bit like a um, uh, a doc that may have been okay to be on television, yes. and and. Uh, um, yeah, it, yeah. It is, and I hate to say that because you know I you know I, I want to support all documentaries because it's just it, that's a very that's a very beautiful medium that tells the hard truth about life and you know the way we that's around us and stuff. But eh. I know it felt like they were not making big discoveries. Yeah. Or they were not. They were really very much stating the obvious. Yeah. I would say. Well, and it's I mean it's fine. The car breaks down, and, and you know, but. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a movie that that you know clung to me or stick. You know. Well, we got a good movie. We got. A, I mean, listen. Yeah. The the beautiful thing about film festivals is that there are so many movies playing. Exactly. And that so if you have a an eh experience, then at least hopefully the next yeah. one will improve on it. And, well, and talking about documentaries tonight, I'm watching the El Gore. Yeah. Which of course was already shown in the states in Sundance. I believe. It was shown in Sundance. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of people already have seen it and reviewed it. But I'm really curious, of course. And you get to talk to him. And I get to, I mean, it, it, it weirdly enough, it's pr- probably my most glamorous story of this festival, you know, ex-politician Al Gore. Yeah. Because, I mean, not to talk in cliches again about Europe versus America, but we are watching your new president with, you know, the greatest horror, but also like with, with, with how the fuck did the American even elect, the American yeah. even elect, what a clown and all of that. And in that context, you know, a smarter man talking about um, climate change in uh, a time when I think Trump just filled his cabinet with climate deniers, right? Climate change deniers. Yeah. That's, of course, really, really interesting. Doesn't mean it will be a really good movie. Because when when Gore announced that he was going to make a sequel, I was like, okay, yeah, well... Maybe that's a bit too easy. Well, I do do know that the format's very different from the first one. Oh, okay. The first one was... Pretty much a TED talk, you yes, know? yes. Uh, whereas this one definitely has much more of a uh, documentary style kind of storyline, mm-hmm. uh, where you know now we've moved forward in all the years and we've talked about these things. Have we changed? Have have we changed our habits and have we improved? Right. And so I think that's kind of the curiosity 
thought you were going to come into and and, and yeah yeah it's it's, it's uh, it, it, I say it might be a little bit too easy as an idea but on uh-huh. the other hand it's probably really necessary and yeah. already on Twitter because I announced on Belgian radio that I was going to interview this man yeah. already you know more right wing also climate change deniers back home in Belgium already um, tweeting me with um, that Trump is probably right and that you know the global warming has slowed down and I need to ask those questions to Gore as well and they see him as as, you know the embodiment of of, you know as a news person I'm sure that's something that you should ask him you're like there are people out there who still don't believe you know and so can you can you who's so deep into believing that there is, you know, this, this situation, can you understand where they're coming from? And I think that might be fun. That's, it is, that is a valid question. Yeah. But if you do five minutes of proper research and you right. read a couple of, like, you know, science and, 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 and really, you know, uh, intelligent websites, let's say, and publications... It is happening. Yeah. It's it's not that we can deny the fact that climate change is happening. But anyway, so that's what I'm seeing tonight. That's a that's an a inconvenient evening. sequel. Um, and you, and you got a little bit political with Okja, didn't you? You you talked to uh, Jake and, and uh, oh yes yes I we, we you you did too right? You, I, you, I didn't talk politics. With oh Jake. yeah. Well, well, Jake Gyllenhaal is a very serious man if he wants to be, um, and he was in my interview because I I talked indeed about Trump who's on his way to Europe now as we yeah. speak. Um, to make a visit and is gonna have a lot of protests, I'm sure, also back home in Belgium because he's visiting the headquarters of NATO in Brussels. Um, but you know, at this very moment, Jalen Hall is is very willing and open in his you know very Just critical like, view yeah. of uh, to put it mildly of of Trump and his 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 climate change denying cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, for, I mean, a news person like myself, that's of course a really good quote to have. Like uh, one of a glamorous movie star just completely speaking his mind. While you were talking about Trump with Gyllenhaal, I uh, managed to kind of geek out with Giancarlo Esposito, Esposito um, who is the narrator of probably one of my favorite shows of this year yeah. uh, on Netflix. Um Funny enough, also another Netflix project, uh, Dear White People. And, yes. And I I really went in there and I was just like, I know you're here, Stephen Yun, you know, who, uh, ex of The Walking Dead, who I am also a huge fan of. Oh, and, exactly. And so so there's a side guy. of me that should have, like, really, yeah. like, geeked out on both of them. But, like, I mean, Dear White People was, is so it's fresh to me. Amazing. And, yeah. and um, I just nerded out and I felt like this you know, the other guy in the room did not exist. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, thank you for a show. Like, uh, yeah. uh, and then like, you know, he, he's so classy that he's he, very classy. he just kind of said, thank you. And said that my daughter yeah. loved that show too. And, you know, um, uh, yeah, it was just a really nice kind of pre-interview interaction, yes. uh, with, with somebody that you respect. And especially now more so because of a show that I feel is so important to, mm. to, to, the talk of race in the United States right now. And it's just, I don't know. I just, I, well, today was a geek day. I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched the white people. Thanks to you, because you told me on the phone that I should do that. Did I, did I do it in one of those? Like you have to watch. Absolutely. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With, you know, the voice. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the high pitched, yeah. the high pitched version of Stevie. But, um, and then I binge watched it and I mentioned it to him during the interview, because I was talking also about the Netflix controversy that's yeah. happening here in Cannes. And, I, and I said, well, you're obviously affiliated already with Netflix, not only because of Ogja, but then Dear White People. And he's, he said in my interview, and there's another thing. I did The Get Down also recently, which was a hot mess of a show. It yeah. was so bad. 
you know, I think the first official flop for Netflix. Um, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, sorry, Giancarlo, but I didn't watch that after the pilot. I was, no. And then what did I didn't you say? say, no, I didn't say like that, but I, I was thinking that, but I yeah. said, I have yet to watch The Get Down. Right. Well, full disclosure, I never will watch yeah. The Get Down. Um, but dear white people's amazing. <laughs> well, Yay. Uh, so day four, um, a little bit tired. Uh, we are now back at the apartment and just, uh, I don't know Shooting if I'm going to leave. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to leave tonight. Yeah. Uh, it's tempting, but I, you know, um, I may or may not go see a movie at 10. And, and so that is my decision. And if I do, I'll tell you all about it tomorrow. <laughs> but, uh, right now, I'm, I'm just chilling. Hi.